Well, friends, I don't know about you, but I, I can hardly ever remember a time where there was such widespread fear. It was such a hectic week last week. I mean, the shops were crazy. All the shelves had been emptied out. Shireen and I went searching for spray bottles so that we could get our disinfectant at our worship services all ready and just couldn't find spray bottles anywhere. And eventually we found at a plastic shop down uh, past Celia Nested Road into, uh, into Benoni that way. And you could only buy two or three at a time. I think it was six at a time for certain bottles and three at a time for other bottles. Uh, just trying to ration things wisely among the people. The retirement homes, of course, are all shut down. I think the first time, at least since I've been at Emseni, that we haven't done a service at Country Life on Tuesday morning, which was quite hectic. Um, basically, every company, every institution has released some sort of statement about this thing and what are we going to do. Amazing. I've never seen panic grab the world like it has over the last couple of weeks. Listen to these words by Maurice Roberts. He said this, Panic is the sinful failure to apply our knowledge of God to particular problems. And so I want to tell you today that you don't have to panic. We can have faith over fear uh, instead of panicking about this whole situation. Now, I'm not suggesting that it's not serious. I'm not suggesting that this is some sort of a overreaction and that we should just be cruising and not taking any of this seriously. Of course not. It's a huge thing. Uh, the measures that have been placed or put into place, rather, are all right, and we need to be following them. I'm not suggesting that we take a kind of a casual approach to this, but I am suggesting that we don't need to panic. Right? Panic is the sinful failure to apply our knowledge of God to particular problems. And when problems like this come, it's so easy for us to take our eyes off of God and to put them onto the problem. Right? And when that happens, we start to live upside down. We start to live with fear overwhelming our faith. We start to live fear over faith instead of faith over fear. And so today, let's apply our knowledge of God to this particular problem so that we don't have to panic. And let's recognize a few things about God. And the first thing I want to say this is we can have faith that God has a plan in all of this. Uh, Psalm 33 verses 10 and 11 reads like this. The Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations. And so can we have faith today over fear because God still has a plan and his plans are still standing firm? I cannot believe for a second that God is panicking about this. That he's looking around going, oh no, what is happening? How am I going to deal with this? I cannot believe that God is feeling helpless as he looks around saying, what, am I, what on earth am I going to do? No, he is bigger, he is stronger, he is mightier than anything, including any virus or disaster. And he could click his fingers and this whole thing could disappear in an instance. But because he has a plan, he's not doing that. He's letting it happen and we must believe that he's letting it happen for a reason. Now I'm not suggesting that he's not grieved. I'm not suggesting that he's looking down 
indifferent and going, ah, whatever, I don't care about any of this. Or that he's smiling and that he's happy about all of this. Of course not. We know that our God is a God of compassion and that he loves his people and that he longs for his people to be well and that he doesn't like to see his people in bad ways like this. Of course, that is true. But we have to trust that he has a plan. In fact, a few years ago in the mines in England, there was a disaster and about 40 miners died. And they held a memorial service at the mines for the families to uh, spend that time together. And they asked the bishop of the local church there to come and speak some words. His name was Edward Stanley. And the bishop stood up and he said this to those families who were grieving. He said, today we stand in face of a mystery, but I want to tell you something that I have at home. I want to tell you about something I have at home. It's a bookmark embroidered in silk by my mother and given to me many years ago. And on the one side, the threads are crossed and recrossed in wild confusion. And looking at it, you'd think it was made by someone who didn't know what they were doing. But when I turn it over, he said, I see the words that are beautifully worked in silken threads. God is love. Then he said this to the people. He said, now we are looking at this tragedy from one side. and It doesn't make sense. But someday we shall be permitted to read its meaning from the other side. And meanwhile, let us wait and trust. And so isn't that true for us today in the midst of this uh, crisis? We're only seeing it from one side. And we can hardly see the words, God is love, on the other side of this tragedy. But one day things will be made clear. One day the reason for this will be made clear. And we will rejoice that God was in control the whole time. But meantime, what do we do? We trust. Meantime, we wait and we trust that God has a plan. And so, friends, let your faith conquer your fear. Because God does have a plan through all of this. Now, secondly, I want to say this. We need to have faith that God is with us. The knowledge that God is with us can help us not to panic. There was an old comedy TV show, which I used to love watching on YouTube. It was called, uh, Thank God You're Here. And what happened was every time they'd get uh, an actor to walk into a scene without knowing what the scene was. So they'd dress the actor up in his or her uh, right clothes for the scene and the actor would get thrown into the scene and every time the first thing that would happen was one of the other actors would turn to this actor as they came into the scene and say, thank God you're here. And the actor had to find their way through the scene and figure out what was going on. It was usually quite funny. But I thought about it this week. I thought our, our response to any crisis should be to turn around and look at Jesus and say, thank God you're here. Thank God you're here. His presence is what makes the difference in any crisis situation. And let's look at a bunch of scripture to remind us of this fact. Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Do not fear. There's been so much fear around but he says, do not fear. Do not be dismayed. So many people are dismayed by this whole thing. But God says, because I am with you, you don't need to fear. You don't need to be dismayed. I wonder how many of us are struggling with this at the moment. Do you know that you can have faith over fear today? Because no matter what happens in this crisis, God is with you. Are you walking into your day 
dismayed or you walk into your day saying, because he's with me, I'm going to be all right. There's a picture that's going being... Ah, try that again. There's a picture that's been going around uh, to help us Christians deal with the COVID crisis. I'm sure you've seen it. It says COVID, C-O-V-I-D-19, Christ over viruses and infectious diseases. And the 19 refers to this verse in Joshua 1 verse 9, which says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Wherever you go, wherever you stay, wherever you're quarantined, God says, I will be with you. You do, not be, you do not need to be afraid or dismayed because I am there. And remember, when the disciples were facing a big massive storm in their little fishing boat, they panicked. They thought they were done, but then came Jesus walking along on the water. And what did he say to them? He said this, take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Imagine the disciples looking around at Jesus and saying, thank God you're here. And so, do you hear the voice of God today saying, take courage, do not be afraid, it is I, I am here, I am with you, I haven't forsaken you. It's as if he's saying, faith over fear, my children. Have faith, you don't need to be afraid. In fact, my friend Richard has written a song, which we've sung with Crossroad many times, called, called You're Always There. And there's a beautiful line which said, uh, which goes like this, when it seems like you're nowhere to be found, you are closer than ever before. And then the chorus goes, you're always there when you see me falling. You're always there when you pick me up again. You're always there when you hear me calling. You're always there when I need a friend. And so friends have faith over fear today that he's always there and he's never going to leave you, not even for a second. Okay, thirdly, we can have faith instead of fear because God's touch will never be taken away from us. We need to be wise, right? We need to support social distancing. We need to respect people enough not to shake their hands and not to hug and all of these things. Uh, and for some people, this is good news. I know people who can't stand the touchy-feely uh, greetings they get in church and they're quite happy now that they don't need a hug and handshake but then there are those for whom this is actually quite a big deal to not be able to have physical contact makes us feel very isolated and very sad but let me remind you today that the touch of God will never be taken away from you Jesus touched lepers Jesus went and touched people who were essentially quarantined uh, because he was just so powerful and so loving that he went and did it anyway. Christ still reaches out to you and I, whether we are infected or not. And he still puts his hand on us. You know, I read about shepherds in the Middle East who, every night when they get the herd back into the pen, they count each sheep one by one and they put their hand on each sheep's head as the sheep comes in to the pen. And it's said that if the shepherd stops doing that, uh, then the sheep kind of start to feel lost and feel uh, that they don't know what's going on. They start to panic, I guess, when they start to feel that their leader or their carer or their shepherd is not caring for them as he has in the past. Know today that the shepherd still has his hand on you every day. Every day the shepherd puts his hand on your head and cares for you. And it's a hand 
uh, of love. It's a hand of compassion. It's a hand of warmth. His touch is a touch that transforms. His touch is a touch of comfort, of strength, and of power. So be assured today that even if you're isolated from people, the touch of God will never, ever stop. No matter what comes our way, He will always be touching us with love. But lastly, today, let me tell you this, that our faith can remind us that death isn't the end. We can have faith over fear because death, even death, doesn't affect us as Christians, doesn't frighten us as Christians. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, David wrote, I will fear no evil for you are with me. It feels like the world is the valley of the shadow of death at the moment. Have you seen the stats of how many people have died? But our faith as Christ followers, our faith means that even death doesn't scare us. In fact, John and Charles Wesley, the founders of the Methodist Church or the Methodist movement, they uh, went on a mission trip in 1735 and they took a boat and went over to America, took a big ship. And they went with a bunch of German missionary friends. And on this trip, there was a massive storm. And Wesley, John Wesley at least, was terrified. And he writes in his journal of just how afraid he was that he was going to die. This, this storm, he thought, was going to take them out. And water started to pour into this gathering that they were having. And all the Englishmen just panicked and shrieked and screamed. But the Germans, on the other hand, the German Christians, amazingly, sat in peace and sang hymns as the storm raged. And this had a huge impact on Wesley as he realized that his faith was actually kind of small. And that as a Christian, he, like those Germans, could actually be at peace even in the face of death. Because death has, doesn't have the final say to those who are followers of Christ. And he learned that day that he could have a deeper faith. That even when death did come face to face with him, he could be in peace. And so friends, what about you and I? As the storm rages around us in the world... Are you going to be screaming in panic and in terror like those English missionaries? Or are you going to be singing in peace because you trust that not even death can separate you from the love of Christ? Didn't Paul say this in Philippians 1 verse 21? For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And didn't Jesus say this? I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me even though they die The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. You see, friends, whether we live or whether we die, let us do it to the glory of God and with joy in our hearts. If death comes to you today or if it comes to you only in 90 years' time, let, let, let us not be found cowering in fear when death comes, but let us be found joyfully, joyfully serving the Lord full of faith and full of peace because we know that death is not the end for us. And so Robert said it. He said, panic is the sinful failure to apply our knowledge of God to particular problems. But we can have faith over fear. We can have faith over panic because our knowledge of God gives us that faith. Let's have faith, friends, in God's plan even if we don't understand it at this point. Let's have faith that God is with us because that makes all the difference. Let's have faith that God's touch can never be taken away from us. And let's have faith that death, even when it does come, is not the end. 
but only a new beginning for us. So come, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, that in this world that is panicking, we can have faith. Oh God, thank you that no matter what happens in this world, we can trust in you and we can live faith over fear. And so give us faith, we pray, in your plan. Give us faith in your presence. Give us faith in your touch. And give us faith in the eternal life that you have for us. And oh God, as we go back into our worlds, or as we stay in our flats, we pray that this faith will just spill over into the lives of everybody around us. We pray that as people see us, whether it's in our physical presence or the words we share online or the conversations we have, we pray that however people encounter us, they will encounter people of faith who aren't panicking, who, yes, acknowledge the gravity of the situation, but even so have deep faith that you are in control. Thank you, Lord, that we can be at peace because of who you are and because of your great love for us. And so go with us now back into the world to share that love and to share that peace however we may. And may each one of us know within our hearts, Lord, that you are always with us and that, you can al- and that we can always trust in you. And so thank you for this time, Lord, and we pray that you will just go with us now, wherever we're going, in peace. In Jesus' name, amen.